Dorothy. We've got both Jessica and Ashley Simpson together. Jessica Simpson. I belong to me. Simpson and Nick Lachey. All you newlywed couples out there, can you imagine allowing a camera crew to follow you around day and night? Is this chicken what I have or is this fish? Hey, what's up? I'm Ashley Simpson. Please welcome Ashley Simpson. What up, Ashley Simpson, right here on the VIP. With Ashley Simpson, I'm so excited. She said, I want to be a role model to girls. Now it's time to take a peek into the lives of the Simpson sisters, Jessica and Ashley. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Ashley and Jessicast. I'm your host, Leah, and this is episode 25. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited to present to you part two of my amazing conversation with Michael Kadosh of Planet 2000s. That is his podcast where he picks a album from the early 2000s, pop music, of course, and gets into everything, the entire era, the fashion, any controversies, lyrics, production, anything having to do with that period in time for that artist, he dives into and he does an amazing job. So make sure you check out Planet 2000s. Also today, Jessica is releasing her first Amazon essay called Take the Lead. It is available for free if you have Prime, it's included. And if not, I do believe you have to pay. And then it's also on Audible, so you can listen to it as well. I'm not sure how long it is, but I'm really excited because obviously I love open book and I'm so excited to read more from her. Also, this is the first element of her new Amazon deal. So it's getting started, you guys. It's rolling along. We are getting more new Jessica stuff. I'm so excited. God willing, we'll have Ashley coming in there at some point, giving us some new stuff. Speaking of our queen, Ashley Simpson Ross, this episode, we talk about her albums and it's not that in-depth, Obviously, we had a lot to get to, and we will be reviewing all of Ashley's albums individually, the same way that we're doing with Jessica. We also have the In The Skin era review coming, so get ready for that. It's gonna be amazing. But today, we talk about Ashley's albums, and then we get into the Newlyweds episode called Puppy Madness. So, I think that's everything. Oh, today Jessica's on the Today Show and the Drew Barrymore Show. So I think that I will probably talk about that with my guest next week, who is somebody that you guys know and love. No, it's not Miss Jessica Simpson, but <laughs> it's the next best thing. When Michael and I originally recorded, we didn't plan on doing a two-part episode. So this episode is going to pick up where the last one left off. It doesn't have an official intro or anything like that. So Let's just get into it. I don't like when there's no closure. I don't like it. I'm happy with you moving on and doing other things with your career, but I fell in love with you for this reason. At the end of the day, 
as much as Jessica is a famous everything designer or whatever you want to call it, to me, she will always be a singer because that's how I fell in love with her. Yeah. And that's how I will always know her as. To me, Jessica Simpson is a singer and I want to see her sing. I, I, I love her. I love her voice. I love her music and I want more of it. Damn it. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. I love you. This is like, <laughs> this is perfect. Thank you. Cause yes, I feel the same way. <laughs> And it's so weird to me that people think of her as a designer first now. And I'm like, no, no, no. Like, have you ever seen her perform I Want to Love You Forever? Like, I can't do this. I have this one performance of I Want to Love You Forever that I love. It's her performing. I don't even know what it is. It looks like it's like some radio thing. There's not even a stage. She's like performing in their faces. Yes, I know what you're talking about. It's it's a Z100 showcase. Oh, my God. It's so good. She's yep. just there singing with her mic right there. These crazy notes. I Want to Love You Forever is a crazy fucking song. Okay? Crazy. It's so hard to sing. I can't believe that they chose that as her first single. The girl was going to blow her voice out every time. Nobody should be singing that crazy. But she's obviously Jessica and she's amazing. So she can. And she killed it so many times. And that's one of my favorite performances. And I think that that's what people need to be spreading around. Maybe I should be the one to be making the TikToks of the those Jessica moments and be like, actually, no, she's legendary. Absolutely. Yeah, one of the first posts that I did on the Ashley and Jessica cast Instagram is a clip of her on the Rosie O'Donnell show. Oh, I th- is it, was it from the Sweet Kisses era? Yes. I've seen it. Yeah, I love that performance. That is one of the best performances. I mean, I just, I don't understand how people didn't see stuff like that and be like, oh, okay, this is a totally different thing from from Britney. You know what I mean? This is like someone was, who's going- She was a blonde white girl. That's what it was. Right. That's all they saw. That's all they saw. But, but okay, so now we can talk about Ashley's music. Yes. Yay. Another legendary discography. Oh my God. Okay. Yes. The album that changed the course of all of our lives, Autobiography. So good. I mean, listen, we all know I'm a huge autobiography stan. I did a whole podcast episode on it. Not yes. that I won't do on the other albums, but it just, I had to start with that one because that was my Bible when I was a child. I was a huge fan of Avril Lavigne, Hilary Duff, and all the pop rock tween moments. So when mm-hmm. Ashley came out, it was right up my alley. Yes. Every song on that album is amazing i don't there's not one song that i don't like on that album i love the entire thing i obviously have my favorites like um surrender better off giving it all away pieces of oh my god wait no i'm obsessed that you said that you love giving it all away because i feel like a lot of people point to that as a weaker part of the album yes they have i've been there's a few podcasts that i listen to that have done episodes and autobiography and like i'm talking like three and they Mm -hmm. all said they don't like that song and i'm just like what like, no, I love a song because it tells a story. It tells a story like, hey, you, and it's like about the guy with his children and whatnot. Like, it's a whole thing. And the beat is beautiful. And the melody is gorgeous. It's very haunting. It feels like the perfect song to listen to when you're in your car and the rain is pouring everywhere and you're just screaming, you're just giving it. All. Like, it just feels like that song. I love a song that makes me feel that way. A song. It's a song that I feel like if I was at the concert, I'd be lighting my lighter and and like waving my arm in the air. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, at the time, like my family was going through some struggles and I think that it was, that song was maybe like a little too much for like a lot of younger, I mean like, you know, like kids. I guess so. It's not a fun song, but it's like, it's a beautiful, it's real. real. And another testament to her (laughs) songwriting talent. 
Exactly. Yeah. I would love to know the real story behind that because it really reminded me of, of what was going on with a certain family member. And I feel like that's why I got the song. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I totally like I totally understand how she feels. And like, I totally understand looking at someone and being like, why are you acting this way? Like, you're just like you're giving your life away like you need to get it together and that's how I felt too so to me I just want to know the story behind that because the rest of the album we know so many of the stories you know we know about Josh we know about Ryan Cabrera we know about Jessica and how she feels about that and then it's like this mysterious song and I'm like we don't know yeah and and they didn't to my knowledge maybe I'm forgetting but I don't remember them ever featuring the song in the Ashley Simpson show either am I wrong No, they didn't. They didn't, right? So it's almost as if it's really that lost cut on that album. Maybe that's why I'm so drawn to it too, but I really just think it's just melodically and sonically beautiful. Um, And I think that more attention needs to be brought to it because everyone likes to focus on the hits and not that those aren't great songs, but, you know, the album has so much more to it than just those songs. Yes, justice for giving it all away. Justice for giving it all away. Justice for surrender that I don't understand was how it wasn't a single. I don't get oh it. Oh my God. I don't it's understand. Insane. Well, first of all, every single song from this entire album could easily Absolutely. have been a single. There's no filler. It is a singles album. There's no filler on this album. It's literally a pop rock perfection. It's If there's an album to describe what the tween-teens were loving at this time, at least in the pop mm-hmm. rock era, it's autobiography. I, w- I would say more than an Avril Lavigne record, more than Hillary, more than Pink. I actually think it's autobiography because it perfectly shows every emotion <laughs> that these people and this age group and demographic, I should say, were feeling. And it's it's almost as if I'm being transported back to 2004 when I hear this record, the whole album as a whole. And it's just such a beautiful feeling. Yeah, no, I I agree 100%. If I had never heard of Ashley and never heard of any of her songs and someone handed this to me and was like, this is a greatest hits collection by Ashley Simpson. Oh, of course. I'd be like, that makes total sense because every single one of these songs is maybe not perfect, but like as far as pop rock perfection, it is. They could have been on the radio, all of them. It's, oh my God. See, that should have been like a seven, eight singles album. That should have gone over a period of like three years. It's too bad. I think that it was... I think they were going in that direction. And when Lala kind of fell flat, they decided not to. Um, I, I don't know why they picked that. I, I Listen, I, lo- I do like the song Lala, but I think that it was a very stupid decision not to make Autobiography a single simply, be- simply because it was the theme song of the show and everyone knows it. So why would you not put that out? I think they were thinking from the point of view of now it's associated with SNL because people know that she was supposed to do that on SNL. Maybe he was trying to distance her from that. I don't even know if that makes sense, but that's the only thing I can maybe think of in my mind. And Lala, it, uh, listen, people hate on it. I've heard some people hate on it. I personally like the song. I always liked it when I was a kid. I thought it was very fun. I always liked the video. I remember when the video first came out, like I watched it premiere on Much Music. So I've I always loved it. I think that the issue was that at that point, it wouldn't have mattered what song she put out. The public perception was just so negative about her because that was right when SNL happened that she was not going to have another hit. And I'm just going to be so honest. I'm so surprised that I Am Me debuted so big and performed relatively well because it wasn't looking good it looked like she wasn't gonna ever come back from it and maybe she didn't really but she did a little bit like ime was very successful so i don't know maybe you just need a time but i don't think any single put out at that time would have done well so that's Mm -hmm. that's just my opinion 
Yeah, I, I'm i kind of confused about IME, and I guess we can transition into talking about that because you're right, it did debut huge, and I remember it being, like, I remember Boyfriend being huge. And yeah, like- Boyfriend was on One Tree Hill, I remember, and it also was a top 20 hit, or number 22, something like that, and then LOV was also around the same vicinity, so it did... It actually did better than the other autobiography singles. Then I wondered, I was like, why was there not a third single put out? Maybe because Invisible was supposed to be the third single with the re-release that was planned and they canceled. I don't know. There's so many questions and I need the answers, Ashley. I know. that. See, that's another thing that really annoys me is that I, they were kind of positioning Catch Me When I Fall. Like yes. She did that on SNL. SNL. But then there was no video or anything. But she had a few other songs, like, I think In Another Life and Dancing Alone should have been singles. And Justice for Coming Back for More, which is like... Oh, God. That, the fact that that wasn't a single is insane. It, it's it's almost like it was it was made to be a single. It, it, it sounds like a song. It sounds like something that would have been on Breakaway by Kelly Clarkson. It's so good. Oh, that's a good point. It's yeah. like, I don't know. Even I and me, I actually believe that album has no filler either because I am looking at the track listing right now and there's not a single song on this album that I don't like. I agree. I Eyes Wide Open, I love that song. So that's another one. It's like she leaves the end of her album to put like a mysterious. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'm drawn to the mysterious. Okay, we're learning. It's like a therapy session almost. <laughs> I'm enjoy- I like the mysterious songs that seem a little bit lost. Yeah, I um I think that this album isn't quite as good as Autobiography, but that's just because Autobiography is like an anomaly. Well, like, yeah, it's like so listen, good. Autobiography is a level of debut album that's unheard of. I I truly mm-hmm. believe that. Not many people have a debut as strong as Autobiography, but I Am Me is a very respectable sophomore. Yeah. I mean, people don't even realize or understand the entire music industry was like, holy shit, this girl is for real. Yeah. It was this family has it figured out with this like reality show followed by album thing that they have going. You know, it was like. I mean, it was, it was kind of genius because like it really did make everyone instantly love her. And I do believe if SNL hadn't happened, she would have had a much longer music career. Oh, my God. It's not even you can't even compare to what would have happened. I mean, like I said, I think that the whole SNL thing. It, not only did it interrupt her singles, but it really interrupted the fact that she could have had a really long, like, world arena tour. Oh, yeah. It was coming. It took Jessica three albums to get to that point, And I think Ashley could have gotten there. Yes. So do you have a top favorite song? Like mm. a number one? I don't know if I have one. I can give – can I give you a top three? Of course. Okay. I think I'm going to do a top three. Let me – just give me t- ten seconds to really look at this track listing right now because – Okay, I'm going to say Coming Back for More mm-hmm. is up there. Boyfriend is up there. I know it's the single, and I know that people like to shit on people who say the single is their favorite, but I really think it's a fantastic song. <laughs> and I love Dancing Alone and Catch Me When I Fall Maybe Tied, but Dancing Alone maybe more because that was a huge song that I loved when I was breaking up with my ex a few years ago. It was definitely the song. It was one of the songs I turned to because I was like, I just was feeling very alone at the time, but I was like, I just want to be positive and dance the way through this. And then I remember thinking, oh my God, there's a song called Dancing Alone. And I just played it all, like all the time, like for weeks at a time. (laughs) So that song's very important to me. And it reminds me of a period of my life. So I'll say Dancing Alone's in my top three as well. 
Oh my gosh, I agree. That's such a good song to listen to during a breakup. And also, like, speaking of breakups, I with Say Goodbye, that song for me, I was like, yes. oh my god, this girl knows my life. Yeah, definitely. That's another really good one. Honestly, I also think Undiscovered. Like, I think Undiscovered and Say Goodbye are really good sister songs. I love Undiscovered. And I, even though the movie got a lot of shit, I love the movie too. Oh my gosh. You know what? I haven't seen that movie since it came out and I really don't remember it, but I'm going to watch it for the podcast because we're going to review all of their movies. And Ashley basically has that one movie. (laughs) Yeah. Are you going to do the Seventh Heaven episodes or is that going to be a lot? We kind of we so we didn't want to watch all of them because I hated Seventh Heaven. Me too. When I, was I hated up. that show. <laughs> I tried to watch a few episodes because we did like an all about Ashley episode, and we did watch we watched her first episode. We we talked about that one, but then we just couldn't get through it. So like we're not going there. Yeah, I, I don't think anyone's. Let's be honest. I, for, that was really a stepping stone for Ashley. I don't even think she remembers her episodes of Seventh Heaven. <laughs> right. It was just a job. It was like it, it was like this is a major show right now. You know, just be on it for a little while. Get your name out there. It wasn't supposed to be anything bigger. Right. 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 So let's talk about the controversial, the love, the hated, bittersweet world. Yes. Dying to know your thoughts. Okay. So at the time, I was so into it. Like when I tell you so into it, like. I remember Ashley had like, was it a street team? She had something where like you could like get like these like stickers of it and like put it around town. I did that for out of my head and you could like get them sent to you. It, I don't even remember the name of it, but it was on her website. I was on AshleySimpson.com every day. It was an era that I was very much involved in. I watched every single performance that she did. I was a huge fan when the album came out. I re-listened to it a couple of years ago because I had stopped listening to it just simply because it just gotten older and whatever. And then I was like, okay, some of these songs are a little ridiculous to me. Okay. And some of them I love and I still love to this day. And so I actually re-listened to the album again for this episode. And I was like, okay, so I see what she was doing here. She was experimenting. She was doing something a little bit different. She was taking a chance. She was working with different producers. Um, for those people who don't know, the first two albums were pretty much done by the same, you know, John Shanks, Cara Diogordi duo team they had that were doing all the big pop rock things at the time. And Bittersweet mm-hmm. World, she kind of did a shift where she had Timbaland work with her and Pharrell. So, you know, amazing producers. I actually was just telling earlier in this episode how much I love Timbaland's production on Crimea River. So mm-hmm. great producers. But some of them just feel a little bit juvenile. Like Ragdoll is a little juvenile to me. It almost feels like this was her first album. There you go. There you, it feels like she went backwards. And there were some amazing songs in this album. Like, um, she has one song on it. Um, when hold on, what is the name of it? I have to look at this track list. Hold on, give me one second. It was "What I've Become." I love that song. Mm-hmm. I love "What I've Become." Little Miss Obsessive, amazing. No time for tears. Always adored that song. But then you have your songs like I get it. She's just having fun. But like Hot Stuff, Ragdoll. It's like it just feels like it would have been on your first album. It feels like you didn't grow with these tracks. So to me, they didn't age as well. And I can see how it did. the public maybe didn't agree with it. I actually never liked Out of My Head. I thought that was the worst decision as a first single. I thought Boys should have been the first single if they wanted to make it a fun first single. I agree. 
Um, and you know, people loved boys. Like it was in the House Bunny. I don't know if you've ever seen the House Bunny. Yes, of course. I love it. Yeah, I love Anna Faris. I adore Anna Faris. She's the scary movie. All the scary movies are so iconic. I love What's Your Number. I love the Just Hot Friends. Kick. <laughs> oh, so good. Samantha so, James. Ugh. I- iconic. So Anna Faris is a lo- I love her. So yeah. So in the scene where she's on the car, you have boys playing in the background, and I think it would have been a hit actually. And Little Miss Obsessive was a fantastic song. I just feel like at that point, the interest for Ashley publicly wasn't there. And I feel like that's the only reason why it didn't do that well. And also, she didn't shoot a video. So, like, without a video, especially in the 2000s, your song was only going to get so big. Yeah, I was really disappointed that she didn't do a video for that one because I absolutely love that song. So that's that's my favorite song on this entire mm. album. Oh, me too. I honestly believe it was a label issue because I feel like it's not like she said, I don't want to do this. It was, it was the first single sent to radio. Cause I don't think out of my head was sent to radio or maybe it wasn't. It just flopped, but I know little miss obsessive did chart on billboard at like number 90 something. So it had some speed. People liked the song that heard it, but no one heard it. I think the yeah. label probably just didn't want to put up the money for it because she, it wasn't looking like it was going to be a successful album. I watched mm-hmm. the whole thing on JC Shazay and his whole like, uh, one solo album and how the label basically like people who worked on jc's team said that jive records put more money in justin timberlake's grammy performance than they did in the entire promotion for jc's album so i feel like oh. it was one of those situations for bittersweet world and it's interesting because i remember sorry what's that <laughs> justice for who jc the best Ugh. voice of nsync the best voice of any of them of all the boy bands but I don't know, like, they did give Bittersweet World some push. I remember there was a whole collection at Wet Seal that was happening, like, with all the t-shirts. Like, my friend had all the Je- the Ashley Simpson t-shirts. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I know that was a thing. But I don't know. I feel like it's in terms of her actual quality of music, it wasn't as good as the precedence that she had set with her first two. It was still an okay album. There's still, like I said, there's some great songs on here that I do still listen to. Just knowing what she's capable of, it didn't feel like her best, if that makes sense. Yeah, there's, I mean, when we do the episode on it, I'll get more into all of this, but there's a magic that is missing from this that her first two albums had. Yes. And it's, you can't put your finger on exactly what it is. It's kind of like the it factor in a person when someone just has that star quality. It's like, this album doesn't have that, which yeah. her first two albums had. And I actually, I really like the lyrics, like almost pretty much across the board. I love Ashley's lyrics all the time. Yeah. Um, but I think the production on this is not. It's not their best work. No, it sounds unfinished on some songs. Demos. I, I feel like Ragdoll and Hot Stuff, I, and even Rule Breaker, they sound like demos to me. I agree. Rule Breaker to it. It sounds like it wasn't properly mixed. And it's surprising because these are really big producers, but may- I don't know if maybe because that was just the direction they felt she should go in because she was more of a rock chick and less polished. So maybe that's what they were going for. But I don't know. It didn't translate too well for me, unfortunately. Yes. And I know that you don't think Ashley has as big of a chance as, as Jessica to release new music. I mean, we know Jessica's going to. She said recently, she said like very recently. Yeah. I hope that your prediction is incorrect. I hope so too. I'm just, I'm thinking of it from the point of view of she already had the Ashley and Evan moment and where she could have easily put out music and everyone would have bought it and she chose not to. So I almost feel like she almost doesn't even want to. Yes. So what do you think about the Ashley and Evan album? It's cute. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, it's nothing like I'm never like, oh my god, I have to turn on that song right now. You know, it, it just it's cute. I will say that the I do song was a little catchy, but like I I didn't really like Comfort Zone. I don't. I think it, it's just it doesn't feel it doesn't feel like Ashley. It feels like Ashley and Evan, and I feel like that was a conscious thing to make their own sound separate from what we know them from, and that's totally mm-hmm. fine. She sounds great on it, so I mean, she like does. in that point of it, like I obviously love to hear her just her voice, that raspy tone that I missed so much. It was nice to hear it again, mm-hmm. but. I just want an Ashley Simpson album and I want an Ashley Simpson tour and no shade to Evan Ross. He's gorgeous. Like marry me, please. (laughs) (laughs) And and he's related to Diana Ross. Who would have ever thought Ashley Simpson would ever end up related to Diana Ross? Not me. It's everything. Have you seen that picture of, I think it's from Thanksgiving. It's um, Jessica sitting with Tracy Ellis Ross on the stairs. (laughs) It is the best picture in the world. (laughs) Like you would just never put those two together and there they are. Oh, legendary. So, so iconic. And I also adore how beautiful Ashley looks these days. Oh, she's, I feel like we need to take a moment to talk about her. Like, not that she hasn't always been beautiful. Of course, she's always been gorgeous, but she's grown into her beauty as a woman. Like, I cannot believe she's not doing ads for like Maybelline, like modeling. Her face is just perfect. I know she could be a, she could be like literally a fashion model. Yeah, um, she's and- looking so amazing these days and I'll and look and she's getting her coin on Instagram with all these ads now. So you know what, girl, do your thing. <laughs> yes. You know, it does. I've said before, like it, it makes me happy that she can make so much money from not doing very much, you know, yeah, and she just gets to be on. with her kids. That's the goal. It is. It is. I mean, I'm I'm happy for her, but I do think that there's – I mean, you can't – look, I mean, like, I, I do think there's merits to Bittersweet World, but, like, even though just those first two albums, that it's not a mistake. That didn't just happen. Of course That's not. inside of her, you know? So, and she wrote all those songs, so that's how we – we just – we I know she has it in her, and she can. I really feel like she just doesn't want to because she – we live in such a different world now. If she really wanted to, she could just put out music. You don't need a label anymore, and, and it's not like – radio matters and you know like her fans are her fans and will listen no matter what right and jessica has a studio in her freaking house ashley doesn't even have to pay for studio time and ashley's related to the rosses i'm sure that (laughs) she wants to record music and it can make it happen (laughs) right exactly oh my god i mean can you imagine a song diana ross featuring ashley or vice versa like come on like that would be so legendary it needs to happen It's it's just it's it's the duo the relation that I never imagined would ever happen. And it's so perfect. And their kids are beautiful. So I'm here for it. <laughs> I know. Exactly. No, yeah. Not to be cheesy, but like, that's why people say like Holly weird because you just you don't never know. know what's going to happen. Oh yeah. I love, but I love it. It's kind of the beauty of pop culture a little bit that two people that you would never think end up somehow connected. So if you had to pick out of all of Jessica's albums and all of Ashley's albums, which which one do you think made the most personal impact on you? Ooh. Well, personal impact, Jessica, Irresistible. Oh, I love that. Definitely. I love that. Ashley, Autobiography, because yeah. I was just so, so immersed into that whole thing. I loved I Am Me as well. But definitely autobiography because I that was an album that I you know the the lyrics were in the booklet and I I read every single word and I learned every word and I would pace my room back and forth at eight nine years old and just sing every single word so definitely autobiography for Ashley I think that in the skin is Jessica's best album but Irresistible is more special to me 
Yeah, no, I totally get it especially when it comes to the nostalgia and just that time in life. And, exactly. Like you know. Irresistible was the time of Destiny's Child Survivor and Janet's All For You and Britney's Britney, like all of those. It was just such a magical time in music. And I'm happy that Jessica was a part of that. And it was also in my just growing up, like that was really when I, the era when I first fell in love with music, like 99, 2000, 2001. So anything from that era, Y2K is always going to be, just that much more special to me for sure exactly exactly and oh my god why you mentioning survivor just sent a chill up my spine yes are, are you gonna do that one a hundred and fifty percent oh thank god a hundred and fifty percent i'm literally trying my best to start off by doing only one album from one artist and then that way i never run out of content because there's so many albums for each artist so it's like i'm almost setting up the artists i'm gonna do first with like Perfect. one album per there and then I move all over to it. But Survivor is on my list. Destiny Fulfilled on my list. Mm -hmm. All of it. Trust me. Can I just tell you that with the exception of Lemonade, I think still I love Survivor more than any other Destiny Child or Beyonce album. I am so here for that. For me, <laughs> I love for it. me it's with the exception of Beyonce's four album. I love okay. I love that album. Um, but Survivor is my one of my all-time favorites. The song Brown Eyes is just everything to me. Dangerously in Love, the song. Oh, and the Destiny's Child version, because I want to hear Kelly's background vocals, honey. Exactly. Thank you. Oh, my God. Adore. I know. I completely agree. That song, like, I was, like, enchanted by that song. When I it still am. Out. I still listen to it all, all the time. Like, that, like, many songs from the Survivor album have never left my playlist, ever. Oh, I completely agree, especially because, I don't know, they did such a good job with blending the R&B with just, like, pure pop it and, like, seamless. fun. It was seamless. And they all sang, and they all sounded so beautiful, and they were so young. It's crazy. Like, looking back, Beyonce was 19 years old. The other girls were maybe 20, 21, so mm -hmm. it shows their talent as well. Yeah, and I want – I need a – 2021 performance of apple pie a la mode oh my god yes or sexy daddy yes please <laughs> so please good. oh my that was just everything the outfits like all the matching outfits oh well, don't get me started whatever they wore um that outfit at the mtv icon special for janet with the jeans and all the colored belly button tops it's so good yes also jessica at that icon event yes. is one of the best like i think it's one of the best that she's ever looked i love her hair <laughs> It's so – it's the perfect shade with, like, the perfect highlights, and her outfit's perfect, her makeup's perfect, her body's perfect, her dress. Like, it's just a moment. 2001 goes up there with 1999 as one of my favorite years in music, for sure. Oh, my gosh. Yes. It's funny, actually, because Troy was doing a Q&A, and I asked him if you could if you could relive any one year in music – what would you pick? And as soon as I sent it, I was like, he's going to say 2001. Like for <laughs> all of us that have this bond of this like pop culture 2000s thing, you know, you you had to be there, yeah, you know? <laughs> you had to be there. And it's funny because I was, I was so young. I was only six years old in 2001, but I remember it so vividly. When it comes to the music, those memories are as fresher than what I did yesterday. It's crazy. I ex know exactly what you mean because like, it's just the way that I think like when you love music like this and I'm the same with way you. With, yeah, I'm the same way with movies too. So like all pop culture, I just, it just implanted in my brain in a way that nothing else in life really did. 
ever has to this day. And look at us now. <laughs> We're still talking about it because that's what stuck to us because it gives you joy. It's what gives us joy and comfort. Yes, exactly. So this episode, it's called Puppy Madness. Yes, iconic episode, by the way. <laughs> yes, and it aired on March 10th, 2004. And so it, it opens with Nick making a moldy sandwich. Yeah, <laughs> kind of a symbolism for their marriage. <laughs> oh, my God. I swear I was going to say the same thing. Like, what a metaphor for, like, everything going on. <laughs> Seriously. And it's also, like, who makes a sandwich that deep and doesn't realize there's – did you not look at the bread when you took it out? Like, to me, I, I don't know. Do I even believe it? Like, was that a gag? Like, I don't know. Because, like, who? everyone says Jessica's the dumb one, but you just made a moldy sandwich. Oh my god, yes. And I'm excited for the next episode, too, when he can't ski. Yes, oh my like, god. Shows the fragile masculinity, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he gets so angry. Like, it's fine. You can't ski. You're a platinum recording artist. Get over it. Exactly. But Jessica <laughs> could ski, and I'm sure that got him angry. Oh, yeah. Anytime anytime she can do something, God forbid. I love that Jessica's sitting. She's sitting at her desk, and behind her oh is my god, her, yes. like... <laughs> Big platinum record with all the countries on it. Yes. Like, yes, girl. Sweet Kisses, the multi-platinum selling album. Oh, Multi-platinum yes. selling album worldwide. Iconic. And we celebrate it. We celebrate you, Jessica. Um, yeah, and I, my, well, my favorite part about this whole opening sequence is when Nick, and I, I think he's joking, but he tells her that he already ate like a whole other sandwich with the moldy bread, and she goes, She's like, huh? no. Oh my god, yes, yes. I can't believe you actually made a sandwich with that on it. All right. Oh, I can't even look at it. <clears throat> I already ate one. Nuh-uh. I love when she, when she says that. Nuh-uh. Or like, I love when she does like, nuh-uh, or oh my god. Like with those, like, just with her accent in it. It's just so endearing. and it's, It does seem real, but I don't know what to believe. I don't know if it was real or fake, but like... Well, sometimes I think her her Texas just comes out a little bit more. Right. Like when she was saying, um, she was like, Nick's dream dog is coming over. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I remember the Husky. Oh, so cute, by the way. <laughs> they were so cute. I don't know. Like, I'm also like, I would rather get a big dog than a little dog. So I was like kind of on Nick's side here. Me too. Me too. I'm a, my friend has a pit bull mastiff and she's the love of my life. Like Aww. the love of my life. And I was never a dog person, but I fell in love with this dog and the love is just so different. And I find that little dogs are very prissy and loud and very annoying. So I don't really know what Jessica, I think Jessica just want at the time that was the thing, right? You want a dog in your purse. Like that's what Paris was doing and all the pop girls. Mm -hmm. So I think that's just what she wanted, but I'm definitely on Nick's side here. Huskies, pit bulls, all those dogs are my thing. They're the most beautiful creatures on earth and they're the most loving creatures on earth and they don't deserve the rap that they have because they are the most loyal and they are loyal to their owner if your owner if we're saved for a pit bull for example if the owner is a monster then he'll train the dog to be that way but if your owner is a nice person and you treat the dog with love pit bulls are the sweetest thing in the world and the same huskies are the happiest little dogs in the world if anything i find the smaller dogs are the ones that are going to bite you and be annoying to you yeah because they yeah i i agree and my cousins have a pit bull named ginger and she is this she's like 100 pounds but she doesn't know oh yes you know yes I mean? they don't know how heavy they are <laughs> 
And she's the sweetest angel. I mean, if you tried to hurt my cousins, she would murder you. A hundred percent. But then you would, you would have it coming. So whatever. A hundred percent. Ivy is the dog, my friend's dog. And anytime she thinks anyone, like one time I was in a park with my friend Danielle and there was another dog there. So I was petting the dog. She comes up in front of me and stands there. And she's just, cause she thought she, a, she also just doesn't like when other people touch the people she loves, but it's like, such a protector dog and so loyal and that's why i say they are their owner if you're if you're going to teach them to be violent then they will be but if you don't then they're the sweetest thing in the world couldn't hurt a fly exactly and they they only have that reputation because evil human beings like would use them for dog fights yep it's really sad so yeah um justice for pit bulls justice for pit bulls to the day i die baby <sighs> yes so Jessica and Casey go over to, uh, I think, what is Tina and Joe's house. And Jessica's clearly in love with Tina's little Maltese, Maggie, who's in been on love. the show before. And, yeah, Jessica's, like, pretending to even, like, lick the dog. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, I was thinking when I saw that, I was like, okay, you're obviously not a true dog lover because you would have totally let her lick your face. But, like, it was cute. It was cute. <laughs> yeah, you could tell <clears> – <throat> how much she really wanted one um and i feel of course horrible what ended up happening to her maltese daisy oh my god i i was thinking about that the this entire episode i know it's so tragic and especially since daisy was such a special dog for her because that was the dog that nick gave her and she kept her throughout going through that whole breakup you know Mm -hmm. she's very close to that dog it's and your dogs become your children let's be honest so I can only imagine the pain that she felt, but th- seeing the at the end of this episode, there's a moment of like sadness where she doesn't get like this dog. It kind of I, that's what made me think of wow. I wonder how she felt when she had Daisy all these years, and then she was just taken like that. I feel terrible mm-hmm. for her. Yeah, me too. Um, so she's talking. She's explaining how you know Nick doesn't want a little frilly dog and she doesn't want a big dog so they're gonna have to find a way to compromise and the interview is actually from their anniversary which is in October and um a lot of the other stuff going on around this time is like January so they have been like going through and like talking about all this for a long time and I and I think the the last shot of the episode Nick has in his hand like a Hallmark bag with wrapping paper so I think that this episode was just composite of like months of any time they talked about dogs or like had anything to do with the dogs well even because like there was the performance the national anthem performance at the Sugar Bowl and that I looked it up that was January 2004 so All of this must have been in like, I guess, a two, three month period when they were talking about getting a dog. I remember that being a topic in interviews when they're like, are you guys going to have children? And she's like, well, we'll get a dog first. A dog. Yeah. <laughs> so I remember that being a thing. So maybe that's what they were aiming to do for like, they knew that one episode was going to be about them getting a dog and they just saved every moment about dogs. Because yeah, it definitely felt misplaced that last scene. I was like, that seems like totally like not in the same time period, but Right, yeah, and then she ends up getting a dog for her birthday, which is July, so. And later that year, and it's the beautiful Daisy that we all know and love. Yes, and I love, that's a bonus episode we're going to have to do. Um, The Happy Birthday, Jessica Love Nick episode is really cute. I remember that one. Well, I had the seasons on DVD growing up, so. Mm-hmm. I was a big newlyweds watcher, let me tell you. I mean, you know, as I've been saying this whole time, same. <laughs> <laughs> 
And so then they are at the Sagebrush Cantina. This is also from like three episodes ago. They showed Drew and Nick going here and they had the same outfit on. Like they hadn't planned it, but they literally had the exact same outfit on. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So I guess when they sat down to eat, the producers probably had them talk about like a bunch of stuff that was going to be going on. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, Drew is being annoying. Like, I find Drew very annoying. Well, in the show, he doesn't do me, doesn't do himself any favors for me. I'll say that. Yeah. He's like, well, if you get a big dog, I'm going to train it because, you know, it'll end up being at my house all the time. And uh, I feel like he's always just kind of like referencing that Jessica's annoying and, you know, Jessica's. Let's be honest. Nick did that too. Oh, I mean, Nick is so much worse, but like there's this one episode of the show, the camping one, and Drew is is so mean in that episode. And I just like, I can't get over it. Like it really bothers me. Yeah. The very classic all American white boy aesthetic and theme from the 80s, 90s era. That's what these Lachey boys are. They're a little bit misogynistic undertones you know what i mean they don't Mm -hmm. mean to they don't mean to i don't think but it just seems almost just natural to them to talk down to her for being stupid and things like that a little uncomfortable to watch from the 2021 lens for sure yeah exactly and you know what's interesting i don't know about drew nick is pretty liberal okay i would have expected him to be more right wing just yeah and more like because he's very traditional like you can tell that he appreciates traditional gender roles and stuff but yeah he seems really supportive of lgbtq plus and and all of that so um i think he has a good heart like i think he's a good person i just think that he got too wrapped up in ego with jessica and like money and exterior stuff that didn't really matter yeah 100 percent. and i think that it was just a bruised ego really Mm -hmm. So then they are off to the Sugar Bowl in New Orleans and Jessica is singing the national anthem at work and Nick is accompanying her and there is (laughs) – I'm like constantly just shading Nick and then moving on. Like I don't even make a thing of it. I'm just just like he was there. It just rolls off the tongue at this point. (laughs) Yeah. He was counted and present and let's move on. So (laughs) – then there was a cockroach in their car. I, or she called it cockroach. Cockroach. <laughs> yeah, because she's kind of like joking. Oh, yeah, this is so luxurious. We have a cockroach in here. The luxurious limo. Right with the cockroaches. I mean, cockroaches. <laughs> you know, she doesn't pick up on the exact pronunciations of things, it's but all good. she had more other important things to worry about, like her hairstylist not showing up. Which, like, I did not like how Nick reacted to her being upset, almost making her feel like she shouldn't be upset by that. Like, I could totally get why that must be frightening. You're on the 11th hour. You're on your way to a performance. You, you see her in the car and you get the call there. Like, it's not like she's Nick Lachey where she has no hair. This is Jessica Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica Simpson. <laughs> you know, and, and and that's her thing, you know? Like, who wants to be on tv for millions of people not looking your best it's scary especially when you know it's been stressed her her entire career how important her image is i don't think that she overreacted at all well i don't want to say that she didn't overreact i i understand nick's side of it too because obviously he's right about the fact that you are jessica simpson you are gorgeous like you, you don't need a hairstylist but what I first I was like, wow, she really is upset. First of all, I think that there was something else going on yes. that they didn't mention because they were bleeping the name too. Well, it was it had to be Ken. I was gonna say it had to have been Ken. Yeah, and obviously they like made up because he's in the rest of the show and the, like the price throughout of her life. And whatever. 
Yeah. So, um, but first, like, first, first of all, this is the most rude I've ever seen Jessica be in her life. Like, I know. This is the most angry. Not right now. Um, yeah, yeah. Nick is trying to like show her something, and she's like, "Not right now." He's like, "Oh and then shit!" <laughs> everyone's like, "What is going on?" You know. I knew it. You're gonna read that. Not right now. She's mad. What's the problem? She's now not coming? What happened? His reservation was canceled. He's like, now they're trying to get me a private jet out of here. You know, I'm trying to make it happen. I'm trying to make it happen. Hey, mom, I'm freaking out. I just called and he's still in Vegas. It's 1210. He's not gonna get here. Just plan on doing it yourself. It'll be great. Yeah, but I don't know how to pull it back like that. I knew it. Bye. You're gonna have to do it yourself, you know what I mean? Baby, it's gonna be, it's gonna be fine. Cry about it. I just heard. Don't let your hair guy ruin your... It's only gonna be seen by how many Baby, millions and millions? it's gonna look great. You think makes you look beautiful? He does your hair. You are beautiful. You can do your hair and you'll still look beautiful. doesn't make you who you are, see? When he's telling her, like, don't worry about it, it's gonna be fine, like, it's just your hair, she says, I'm just hurt. And I'm like, why is she hurt? If his if his flight got rescheduled, that's not him hurting her. Like, there must have been something else going on there. Yeah, I mean, listen, we didn't hear the other end of that conversation, right? So for all we know, who knows, maybe he had another job that he took over it. That happens a lot and back in those days, like, a job that you, you already have a booking, but another celebrity's offering more money here, so let me go take this job last minute. So maybe it was something like that. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, like, a a flight, you can't control a flight being delayed. But, so that's why I'm saying, why would she be hurt by that? I'm sure it was something along the lines of uh, a a client swooping up her spot. And, obviously, they bleeped out the name because I'm sure she didn't, I'm sure she maybe made up with him or whatnot and didn't want it to blow up. But they probably wanted to keep it because it's a fight with Jessica and Nick. So that's some views. You know what I mean? Right, exactly. And actually, um, Derek, shout out, hey Derek, he's a Jessica super fan and one of our best friends of the show. And he actually, he knows everything about Jessica like an encyclopedia. And he actually told me that when Ken started working for Eva Longoria, when she got big with Desperate Housewives, he started prioritizing her Uh at times over Jessica, which is insane to me. I mean, I like Eva Longoria, but I mean, come on. Yes, but I mean, I guess I'm a huge fan of Desperate Housewives, so I feel like at the time, she was, it it was seeming like she was going to be a big movie star too, so I feel like maybe that's what Mm -hmm. it, I don't know, maybe she, but maybe she was offering more money too. That's true, and I feel like the timing with that doesn't quite line up. I mean, I know that definitely happened after, but De- Desperate Housewives came out in fall 2004, so this was still before, like, he probably right, even this knew was, her. Right, this was January. Interesting. So, but it could have been, if, it, if he did that with Eva, he could have been doing that with another big celebrity, you know? Who do we know of that he worked with? I don't, see, I don't really know. I feel like he would do, like, one-offs of big celebrities. I mean, you know, Ken was the guy that Britney rejected at her Gimme More performance. Like, he was supposed to do her hair, and yes. then she said, yes. I don't want you doing my hair for and whatever then, reason. And then, and then she proceeded to not like her outfit and whatnot. But actually, did you hear, um, just a sidebar for a quick second, the Sarah Silverman apology to Britney Spears and what, she, what her um, producer mentioned on that podcast? I haven't listened to the podcast itself. I read the thing on it, but tell me everything. Well, so basically, apparently, Britney for that performance was Chris Angel was supposed to come and do all these tricks with her, and 
uh, he never showed up to rehearsals, but was like, don't worry, it's going to be fine, and bailed on the performance the night before. So they had to change the entire performance down to the costumes. That's why she didn't have a costume or any, and that's why she had the costume she ended up wearing because everything that she was supposed to happen for that performance came along with Chris and he backed out. So they had to scramble at the last minute. So I'm thinking she probably was just so fed up with everyone and she saw Ken, she was like, fuck off, I'm doing my own fucking hair. Mm-hmm. And and we know at the Ugh. time she was going through it, so she probably was just like, leave me alone. Yeah, I mean, it, it lines up with the whole, the theory that she shaped her head because, you know, it was like, you're not touching me anymore. You're not turning me into a product anymore. Yeah. Like, this is, I'm my own person. And I mean, at that point, you could tell how she still, even though, I mean, you could tell that she just didn't want people, like, she didn't want to be Britney, you know? At all. She wanted to be free from that image that people painted on her as Britney. Yes. Rebellion.mp3. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> Justice for original doll. <laughs> Dude, please, God. Oh my, you know what would be the coolest thing ever? If Britney just, she was like, here's my response to the documentary. And she just like released original doll, like just dropped it. No, come on. She would kill us all. I don't think I'd be alive. (laughs) I don't think I can handle it. I actually don't think I'd be able to handle that. Or if she, even if she just mentions it, just say the words original doll again. Oh my God, yes. Acknowledge it, Britney. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) I just wish, I mean, I know this would never happen because Britney's so guarded and she has to be because of everyone, the, all the vultures. But like, yeah. I wish like a stan would just start working for Britney, you know, because I feel like she needs someone that like totally gets it on a stan level. And it's just like, look, your real fans want this. Like we yes. want this real side of you. We want to hear your real thoughts and lyrics even if it's like a chopped up demo or it's not like whatever like we don't care we, she can we shit love you. on paper and i'll think it's gold i don't care <laughs> i just want to know that it came from her i'm serious <laughs> exactly yeah queen of everything like you it doesn't matter as long as it's real britney and it's not just what they push her to do i want it absolutely um so anyway (laughs) (laughs) we always did this today (laughs) (laughs) newlyweds so yeah like we're saying i think there was something more to all of this you know nick does get some points for being like look you're beautiful no matter what and he doesn't make you beautiful but like you're saying too i can totally understand how especially i think some of these tears is like the trauma right of being compared to britney and like well that's what i'm saying and her whole previous record was not even about her music it was about her image she was being told from the beginning of her time even before she was famous about her breasts you know there was always something wrong with her so the idea that she always needs to be perfect is there and i feel like that's where those tears come from so when nick says things like don't cry about it like as if it's not something worth crying about like come on like look a little deeper here yeah, he shouldn't have said don't cry about it. I don't I don't like when people reference crying as if it's like, a why weakness. are you being weak? It's, like, it's not a weakness. It's a showing of emotion. Me speaking to you right now is you can say that it's a different type of emotion. It's passion. Crying mm-hmm. can be a form of that as well. It's a healthy thing to do. So I don't I didn't like that part of it all. Um, but you're right. He did say some nice things like don't let your like it's just your hair like you're Jessica Simpson. And he's right there. But like. Even the little facial expressions he made that they show while she was, like, getting so upset. It looked like he was like, what the fuck? It's like... Yeah, you can tell he's like, okay, Jessica's a baby. Like, Jessica's you know. being Jessica again is, is what it seems like where I'm getting here from that. Right. And I feel like there's a way to be supportive to a loved one where you're like... Like, even if you do think their problem is ridiculous. Like, we've all had that moment with friends where you're like, are you kidding me, girl? Like, why are... like?" why is this bothering you but you can't say it like that you have to well there's just a way to speak to people in general (laughs) exactly common decency man 
Yeah. So yeah, they get to the hotel, and then this woman, Karen, um, some Karens are good, you know, yes. she comes to the rescue. My aunt's name is Karen, so I always say not all Karens are bad. Exactly. <laughs> yes, yes. I have a cousin, Karen, so I understand. Um, and they go around, they they go on this, like, scavenger hunt to all these beauty supply stores, and there's all this fake hair, there's, like, clip-ins, tape-ins, weaves, everything. And I just think it's funny. I mean, I guess when you do, especially when you're a pop star, because you know, one performance, one appearance, even a paparazzi shot can become an iconic image for the rest of time. So I understand the pressure. I understand like once you envision a certain look, not getting to do it is frustrating. But like Jessica does have beautiful hair. Her hair looks great when she just does it herself. It does. She was, yeah, she was acting as if that was unthinkable for her to do. And I don't know, like I did think it was kind of unnecessary for them to to run around like crazy like this. You know what I mean? I, I think it wasn't necessary too, but I try to think of it from her point of view as she's a pop star and she just has to have it perfect. And that's fine. I understand it. What I have gone, what I have reacted that way, me, Michael Kadosh, probably not, but I'm also not Jessica Simpson, the pop star. So <laughs> what I found interesting was that she went with her on all of the, the whole excursion, but I'm assuming it was so that they can get things to shoot for newlyweds because you're telling me that if it's a major star, hire somebody that that person's not going to come prepared with everything i know i know and i think that she had a bodyguard with her because there was a guy there that was like a big guy that i had never seen before that they didn't and you know they didn't introduce him as like a friend or anything like that so um i think that's when she started literally having like security with her you know because this was the beginning of 2004 newlyweds is already out and blowing up and she's filming so there's cameras all around her so i'm sure that it's causing a commotion yeah so the hairstyle ended up being not my fave me neither that's another (laughs) thing it's like all of that and It's not even the best. Like, I'm telling you, she has had way better hair when she's just done it herself. I I... Yes. She could have just curled it. Like, the way she would always just, like, curl it, you know? I don't know. It just... I mean, I guess it was it was the Sugar Bowl. Who was who was even watching that, anyways? But like, I know, like what? I, I did it, have to look up what the Sugar Bowl was because I didn't know. <laughs> no, I don't. There's the Sugar Bowl, the Orange Bowl, then there's the college one. Or I, I thought don't, Sugar Bowl was the college one. <laughs> is it okay? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I I had to look it up. I I know what the Super Bowl is, and and funny enough, she was at the Super Bowl that year. So for a second, I was like, this is not her Super Bowl, and then I was like, oh, it's Sugar Bowl. Right. Well, I guess, you know, a gig is a gig. Well, hey, it's a, it's in a stadium, so it, I'm sure that there were people watching and it was some good exposure for her. And that's all that matters, right? Promo, promo, promo. Exactly. So she sings the national anthem, belts it out, honey. Belted. And I think she killed it. She did. She did. I mean. But I think she always does. She always gives the national anthem justice. Anytime I've seen her, seen her do it, for sure. Well, she's really good at classic songs like that, like Amazing Grace, you know? I was just going to say, yeah. That's what got her her record deal. And I just love that she sang that, like, whereas I think a lot of other people would try to impress with, like, a more contemporary song, you know? And I know that she did have other songs that she would do if, like, they were going to let her continue. But the fact that that was her first song that she just was like, this is who I am. And if I only have two minutes right now and then it's all over, I want you to see this, like, ugh, But that just confidence. goes to show that she's always known who she was. So that whole time period of people telling her, who she needs to be must have been very traumatic for her because she's always known that she's this down to earth girl. Exactly. Then they're back in Calabasas. Um, the dream dog is coming over. Yes. 
And but first, Jessica tries to make pancakes. <laughs> now listen, pancakes are hard. They okay to make. And as I was watching her make them, I was like, you know what? Like, she's not really doing anything wrong here. Like, maybe if she had put more butter on the pan. Like, I don't know. <laughs> the, yeah, I'm a pretty good cook, and I still don't make pancakes that well. What I do is I make them, like, they're called silver dollars, like the little, the smaller pancakes. Yes, because okay, they're easy yes. to flip. You can't, those big pancakes are so hard to flip. It, it's like, to me, this isn't like a classic Jessica moment of her being silly. It's I like, they're make, hard to do. I, I can't make pancakes. I, I've tried. And they don't ever come out good. I, I one time made so them and careful. they were, oh, yeah, you have to be so careful and so precise. And especially for somebody who obviously and openly has not cooked before. Like, it's not the easiest thing in the world to make. But, I mean, hey, they definitely knew it would get people. It's a very, it's a classic Jessica moment at the time. Mm-hmm. Think about it in the way that they were shooting it. And even down to, like, the background music they were using, you can tell that that's what they were trying to do here. Oh, totally. I wouldn't even be surprised if they were like, hey, can you make pancakes? <laughs> you know? Oh, probably. I mean, she does say in the book that majority of the things on the show, like, were set up by the producers. Like, mm-hmm. um, that whole anniversary story, like, about the the wedding cake. Like, he didn't come up with that. Like, the producer set that up right there. And he just had to go along with it. So I'm sure that they're probably like, here, make pancakes. Yeah. <laughs> I believe it. But hey. She looked great doing it. <laughs> oh, she looks so cute, as always. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the Huskies come over. They are precious angels. Oh, my God. Beautiful. And I'm a sucker for a Husky. My brother just fostered one for a little bit for a few months. Um, I fell in love with that dog. It was so sad to see him go to see him go to his family. I mean, sad and beautiful because, like, yeah, he got to be adopted with a beautiful family. But just getting to know that dog, it was just so amazing. Huskies have so much love to them. They're the happiest little dogs I've ever seen. I hope Nick got husky. I think he must have. Like, I'm sure that with Vanessa, he has a lot more leverage than he did with Jessica. And I'm sure that she caved. I mean, I hope so. Now that he has like the kids and everything, it would be perfect. Yeah. And actually, Nick isn't very endearing in this entire scene. This is a good scene for him. He was. It was very sweet to see him get emotional about the dog and talking about his childhood with the dog that he had to give away. And then Jessica making that comment like, so it goes deeper than that for you. And it was sweet. But yeah. I mean, I could tell that Jessica was not into it from the beginning, and (laughs) she was kind of doing that classic thing that, like, a lot of wives would do when they don't want something their husbands want, and they're just like, oh, haha, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So not into it. And I was like, Jess, come on, they're gorgeous. Yeah, I mean, she was trying to, like, you know. She knew it was important to Nick. Right, exactly, and... My favorite part is when he first sees them out the window. Like, he's he looks like a little boy. Yeah. Like, he's so excited. And honestly, I always blame him for everything. But, like, I <laughs> I do think that Jessica should have been, like, like I think just because of the whole, like, connection to his childhood and stuff, I think, she, like, if I was her, I just would have said, let's just get it, you Me know? Too. Me too. I would have. Um, I think that she knew she should have, but she just really didn't want it. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. and you have to understand he's telling her to shut it all the time well, like the he's thing. complaining that she doesn't have sex with him enough like she's not gonna want to compromise you know so actually nick brings up the idea of them each getting a dog just the compromise of we both have our own dogs which is like a little crazy for people that are that are traveling around all the time but i i don't know i could have see, seen that working i could have and especially since maltese's are such little dogs too it's almost like okay like and i'm sure they would have had people helping out I think it was something that they could have done. But the thing with Huskies is they require a lot of attention. And I feel like they also just weren't going to be home enough at that time. 
Mm-hmm. At least Jessica wasn't. I mean, I'm not sure. Nick did. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Nick would have been home enough for the, <laughs> the tea, let's just be honest. <laughs> he came along for the ride for some of the events, but. Um, right. Oh, no, the Husky would have been like, Nick, please leave me alone. Please, you know? It's true. It's true. Get out. I think it could have worked, but hey, I hope he got his Huskies today. I hope he got them. Me I don't too. think it would have been a good dynamic with Jessica, though. I'll be honest. I feel like she wouldn't have liked the big dog. And I feel like the little dog wouldn't have gotten along and but at least he tried like he he didn't say Mm -hmm. we can't get what you want but he just really wanted that whereas jessica seemed a little bit more like i want mine and i don't want yours yeah exactly well nick stands dm me let me know did he ever get a husky because that story needs a good ending (laughs) yeah i hope he did because just seeing how happy he was seeing it was really it was really sweet to see Yes. And then Jessica doesn't know the word camaraderie. Yo, I <laughs> died at that. I thought it meant accolades. I think that's real. I really think she didn't know what it meant. No, she didn't. Oh, that's what I was going to ask is how, how well huskies do with other dogs. If, if dogs, are, if you bring them up together, they're fine. It's camaraderie. Camaraderie? Is that the right word? Yeah. They're comrades. They're, they have camaraderie. They're, they play together. They're that's not, that's not what camaraderie means. Well, what is it then? Attention. Camaraderie means attention? I thought that camaraderie means, like, accolade. You get a lot of camaraderie for... I was trying to figure out what word was she actually thinking of? Like, is there something that sounds like camaraderie that means attention and accolades? And I even went on the thesaurus website and I typed in like accolades and there was nothing. So I think that just was like, just came from Jessica's brain. It just came from her brain. And it's funny because there's a Britney Spears special, not to bring it back to Britney again, but this is about Jessica guys. I promise Uh, (laughs) in her in the zone and out all night special. She says a lot of people are making fun of Jessica Simpson, but the thing is if nobody ever told you, how are you supposed to know? And I agree. Yes. So I actually talked about that moment in a previous episode because first of all, that is like one of the best specials ever, 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 ever. Yes. Literally, like, if I'm ever in a coma, put that on, I'll wake up. Like a page out of my diary, that thought right there. (laughs) (laughs) It's everything. And one of the reasons is because our unproblematic queen, Brittany, still supporting Jessica all these years later from the Mickey Mouse Club audition till now, defending her like the angel that she is. Yep. And, I mean, of course, because, like, Brittany understands, like, Brittany's been – pigeonholed into like oh you're just some dumb blonde slutty bimbo like just go dance and she's right because like everybody told you how are you supposed to know it's true yeah everybody had blind spots it's the same thing Brittany Jessica like I know that you know they all got their degrees like their high school degrees not in actual high school you know they they had to do their home study and I think Jessica got a GED and Brittany actually does have a high school diploma from the University of Arizona oh I thought it was Nebraska I'm wrong oops is it oh no you you might be right I don't know why I said Arizona but well Arizona is where she's from in the movie Crossroads Oh, <laughs> that could be it. That could be it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's not the same as going to real school. I'm sure there's some topics that they're they're more schooled in because that just naturally happens when you're not in a class of like 25 people. And then there's other things that yeah, that she's just not going to know because she was too busy like building a career where she was multi platinum at fucking 16, 17 years old. So like, 
Yeah. It's like when she said, when Britney says to Brian, like, well, I was too busy selling 50 million records. records. Yep. Ha ha. I was too busy being on newlyweds and making a name for myself, but y'all can laugh about how, I don't know, camaraderie, I'm taking all your money. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so then they go to check out the Maltese's, and I don't know, these breeders and this family, like, I got a weird vibe. I got such a weird vibe from the guy, especially. Mm. Such a weird vibe. It was like... I don't want to say creepy, like, stalker, serial killer, but that is what I got. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, he was, like, trying too hard to sell them on it. And kept pointing out, not like Huskies, not like (laughs) Huskies. It's like, what do you got against Huskies, bruh? Yeah, that was really awkward. Like, he just kept, it was almost like he was picking on Nick. Like, these are so much better. Like, it's not a Husky, you know? Like, they don't shed like Huskies. It's like, yeah, but the Huskies are so damn adorable. You don't care, like... And there's <laughs> you don't no, care what they do. Yeah, and there's so much, they're just big balls of love. Like I don't know. It seems like those dogs were more show dogs, but I feel like a show dogs breeder would think that way. Like, oh, my dog's better than you. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I, I thought that he was kind of aggressive too. Like when they were leaving, and he's like, "So, are we doing this? Like, is this happening?" And then he took the little dog, and he was like, "Jessica, don't leave." Yeah, like, I didn't like that at all. Creepy. No, I didn't like it either. It was. I don't know. It, it kind of gave me like there's someone locked in the basement vibes. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I have <laughs> I have people that I've kidnapped, and I've I'm gonna Charles Manson them to be a part of my cult. Like that's the vibe that I got from that guy. And I am very happy that she didn't get a dog from him. Me too. I'm I'm glad that I'm not alone in that feeling because. I feel like there's – I've heard so many stories about shady breeders where, like, something ends up being wrong with the dog because it's not treated right or fed right. Oh, yeah, you know? or they like, have, like, crazy behavioral issues that they don't talk about. It's very – it's very – you have to be very careful when you're buying dogs. That's why they, they say that you sh- – it's always better to get a dog, like, if you're adopting it from, like, um, like a shelter or something like that because, like, a rescue um, – Absolutely. I mean, listen, with breeders, like, you just have to be very careful. That's all. Yeah, and maybe this this family was so great and so nice, and the guy is just whatever. I'm just saying I'm the vibe. To... I'm just saying the vibe, you know. It was a vibe. I'm not trying to disparage anybody, but I go by vibes. Same. So, you know. Yeah. So then they go outside, and Jessica's, you know, they're kind of they're kind of having it out a little bit. Like, you can tell Nick does not want to get this dog. Yes. <laughs> He's being passive-aggressive. He's saying, look, uh, you know, whatever. Like, I'll get the, you can get the dog. I, I'm not bothered, whatever. And Jessica's like, but I want you to love the dog and be supportive. <laughs> kind of reminds me of my cousin. My cousin's the exact same way with her husband. I always, always, always hear it. It's so funny. I want you to want this. It's like, well, fuck. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's like that joke from the breakup. Oh my god, you know, yes. I want you to want to do the dishes. And he's like, Why would I want to do dishes? It's like you don't get it. <laughs> you want it's it's the idea, it's to please you want I want you to want me happy. But I mean, I don't think that that's really fair of Jessica to do. Like Nick could have easily said the same thing. I want you to want these huskies. So that wasn't really fair, I don't think. Yeah, I don't know. And then it was kind of awkward too when he was like, Well, I don't remember what exactly he said, but he was like, I'll be proud of you. Like, if you can take care of this dog for the responsibility. Yeah, the and putting then her, her down her, again. Yeah, and her friend jumped in and said, I think that's her friend Stephanie, was like, 
you sound like a dad. Yeah, literally. Jessica did write about it, that in her book too, how they did have that dynamic sometimes and everything of her deferring to him and her asking him, basically, am I allowed to do this or could I do this or should I do this? But I just love that there was a third person there and Casey was there too to like be a witness to it and be like, you're talking to her like she's a little girl. She can take care of a dog. Stop, you know? Yeah, I lo- I, I'm happy that she had that support there. I love Casey, side note. We didn't mention her in this episode, but I love her. Casey is a queen. We always talk about her curly-haired greatness. Legendary. And how she's married to Donald Faison. Is, is Faison or Faison? How do you pronounce his last name? I think it's Faison. Oh, legend. Like, Uptown Girls is one of my all-time favorite movies. And him. Oh, my God. And yes. there. And, and, like, I love Brittany Murphy as well. So, but. Oh, we literally, like, I, she's one of my favorite people ever. Like, and every time she comes up, which is often because she was a queen during this era, I always say R.I.P. Brittany Murphy and Angel, taken too soon. One of my favorite actresses. I can't wait for the HBO Max um, docuseries. It's going to come out on her life. They're going to be going into everything about her life and her mysterious death and all that stuff. So I hope they do her justice because I don't feel like her legacy, kind of similar to Jessica and Ashley, actually, I feel like her legacy isn't being respected. Exactly. She had so many raw, vulnerable, adorable, lovable, perfect performances. And I mean, she would have gone, I really think she's the kind of person like she could have won an Oscar. 100%. She could have gone so far. 100%. She, she was so diverse. She could do drama, music, comedy, all of it. And she actually worked mm-hmm. with Donald in two movies, right? Because Uptown Girls and Clueless. Yes. So mm-hmm. iconic. So love Casey, love Donald, love the whole family that they've got. It's so, they're so, their kids are beautiful. Oh, gorgeous, gorgeous kids. Yeah, I'm a fan. I'm a, I'm a Casey stan. Yes. And Casey was actually the first person to notice us and check our Instagram stories. So oh, she has taste. I really feel like you should totally have an episode and ask her to be on. I feel like she would love to do that. So I'm kind of working up to that because right, like right. there's this pod, you know, that do you know the Mary Kay and Ashley um, Gimme Pizza podcast? I've seen it. Yes, I have. So what I really like her podcast and she started having on people that don't even know Mary Kate and Ashley anymore, but they maybe did like one role in one of their movies. So they did work with them for like a few months or something and does these short interviews and just gets their experience. And it's like some of them aren't acting anymore. Some of them do act, but you know, they're not like so busy that they're not going to do the podcast. I kind of want to start doing that. I want to look into like Jessica's dancers besides Ashley, obviously. I know her friend Stephanie, the other friend in the scene, also knows about us. And I think she follows me now. So Okay. Because I just want to be respectful and I don't want to seem desperate or like weird. I don't want them thinking that we're like those people from the the dog breeders. No, definitely (laughs) not. Well, I mean, no, but I feel like at this point, like you have such a repertoire of amazing episodes already and you're going so deep into their careers and just giving them the respect they deserve. I feel like it would be a great thing. I feel like they'd love it. I hope so. I mean, there's no harm in asking. If they say no, I'll just leave them alone, you know? Exactly. But hey the note the follow is the first step right so yes thank you and tina and joe have liked our posts jessica's looked at our story so and actually casey looked at our story first and then that same day like later that day jessica looked at a bunch of our stories so i feel like casey maybe like texted her or something oh for sure and at least from the interviews that i've seen recently i know that jessica is so aware of everything on social media right now Mm -hmm. so i don't know could be a possibility yeah. yeah the ultimate dream is interviewing jessica and ashley so you never know putting it out there putting it out there it will happen so then nick just like kind of ends the conversation and because Je- cause jessica's like 
well, I feel bad because she doesn't want him to, she doesn't want to force him to get the dog, right? Like she doesn't want to live with knowing that she just made him do it. So she's like, I feel bad. And then he goes, well, okay, I don't want to, I don't want you to feel bad. So let's go. And that's it. Yeah. I couldn't believe she actually went in the car. I would have been like, no, but I want the dog. (laughs) Yeah. It's a good exercise and responsibility for you. Oh, sounds like a parent. I challenge you to get the dog. Uh, Ooh. Jessica, you do it, you do it. We have to go. I don't know what you understand about this. But I, but I really want you to want her. If you want this dog, well, I'm that. 100% cool. But are you going to be supportive and love the dog? <laughs> she makes it like we're adopting a kid or something. <laughs> no, I'm going to kick the dog and beat it with newspaper. You've just talked so down on Maltese's, and I would feel bad if we ended up getting one. Right, we're good. I don't want to make you feel bad. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You ready to go? Yeah. You sure? Yeah. I mean, she was trying to be fair, you know, but he just shut her down and cut her off. So, I mean, I guess he made up for it because he got her the dog later. But that also probably was like MTV called him and was like, "Look, what are we gonna do for Jessica's birthday?" <laughs> And I mean, he, I know he ended up falling in love with the dog because didn't Jessica make a comment in her book about how he said something like she took my dog to a friend, right? Like when they broke up. Oh, yeah. So he ended up loving that little Maltese that he talked so much shit about. Yeah, little Daisy. <laughs> That's basically in an episode. They show this slip of them at the pet store, which I'm so glad they didn't get a puppy mill pet. So pet happy. Store. I couldn't. I, 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 yo, when I was watching that, I was like, oh my god, no, this is this did not age well. Please, no, no, and they didn't. I was very happy. Yeah, that was like a little cringe. Yeah, yeah. So that's the end of the episode, which means we can get into our fashion segment. Yes, it's all about fashion. It's all about beauty. This is fun for me. Okay, so in a bunch of the scenes with the dog and with the pancake, she wears those white juicy pants and then the pink shirt that's trimmed with white lace. Yes, that was a good one. It's cute. She looks she looks cute just for hanging around the house. I love all her all around the house looks though. Like the fact that she looks so beautiful in these around the house clothes, I feel like is why people connected to her so much. Is like, look, she's just a normal girl and look how effortlessly gorgeous she is still. It's like she doesn't need all that extra junk on her. Absolutely. I think that's what made the fashion on the show even more iconic because it wasn't like, ooh, what's Jessica going to wear to the awards? You know, it was just kind of like her in her own house or her just going out to dinner with Nick. She would come up with these really cute outfits. Always seemed to have something in there that was like a little bit unique or interesting you know and that famous poncho still to this day the woman she's a woman from argentina she hand makes them and sells them like on her website still oh i'm sure because all the whole 2000s boom that's happening right now especially on tiktok with the fashion that poncho is everywhere (laughs) yes yes and you can get it in multiple colors so and the famous louis of course but i didn't notice the louis too much in this episode actually no i didn't i don't think that she had it in this episode but she also had the matching shoes which is i'm gonna post on the instagram soon because she did um an album signing around this time for in the skin and she um is wearing the the high heels uh, and she like is sitting at the table signing autographs and she literally like lifts her leg up over the table to show one of her fans the shoes the louis shoes (laughs) iconic i love that yes then she has the outfit where she is at tina's and she has like this white quilted turtleneck loved jacket loved she looked very chic she had the hair pulled back with the hoops and like the sparkling like hanging 
dangly things in the middle of the hoops. Very, very Jessica look. Do we know where she was coming from or was she just dressing up? I don't know. That's a good question. But we might find out in another episode because sometimes when they show like shorter scenes, like we see it again, the same exact look. Yeah, because like she obviously looks done out there. So I'm wondering, was she promoting something there or did she just know that she was going to be shooting? I'm curious. Yeah, I don't know. And then she's wearing in the limo, she's wearing that white eyelet sweater and a plaid hat, which we've seen her wear before. And then the DKNY boots that she wears in like a million episodes that she won't she won't crush the cockroach with. Yeah, she doesn't want to get it on sure, her shoes. She makes sure to say my DKNYs. <laughs> mm-hmm. And she's also carrying a black Gucci bag when they're walking around to all the, the stores that has like a big ring in it. And that bag she has in multiple colors. Um, you can see it on the Jessica Newlyweds style Instagram that I've mentioned before, which is such a great Instagram, like such a great source because this girl knows everything. Like she knows. I love that page. I've definitely stalked that page for a solid amount of time before. <laughs> yes, me too. She's going to be a guest. We're going to do an episode with her. So I'm super excited for that. Yes. Whenever it happens, she recently gave birth. So it's not going to be for a while, but look forward to that. <laughs> Stay tuned to the pod. Yes. So then we have this outfit that she wore for her performance, which I I don't love it. Don't love it at all. What the hell was going on there? The hair? I don't I don't know. It's just funny to see so much drama went into getting ready for that. And then that's <laughs> what they came up with. It's like... I know because she always looks amazing and she always has great fashion, like we're saying. So like, what? happen like it's this green off the shoulder sweater with this fur and it just isn't flattering and it I don't like the color I don't like the design I didn't like the color either and I actually do like the color green but I just didn't think it looked good yeah I like the I like the color too and I think that she can pull off any color but that one was the, the specific shade was just it wasn't it, you know? I feel like I mean at least like she takes risks and she's like experimental sometimes but right. it just it wasn't the time for that, in my opinion. Like, she – like, because it was a – you know, it was the or- – not the orange bowl, the sugar bowl, you know. But whatever. We all have our days, right? We all have our moments. And she was stressed out. She sounded beautiful. That's the bottom line, right? Is, like, who really cares about the sweater when she sounds so good? Exactly. And she killed the national anthem performance. And it, I feel like nobody even saw it. So we'll just – we'll give her a pass for that outfit. <laughs> I know I didn't see it and she was crying because she was like millions and millions of people are going to see this and I was like I didn't see it and I saw a lot that she did back then so I don't know. I mean hey maybe it's a good thing right? Right. So yeah then the last one I mean she also like you barely see what she wears in that pet shop scene so like the last one that I'm going to mention is when they're meeting the Maltese's she I like her I really like the the tones here she's wearing like a purple v-neck fitted sweater and then these baby pink true religion pants very 2000s so to oh my god like this would have been me in like seventh eighth grade i would have worn this and thought i was so cute i think she looked cute i liked i love i love a winter jacket moment because it like gives me like it's winter it's new york she looked very pretty i feel like they were probably promoting the show at that time it was like it's like it was a cute outfit yes Definitely, she. Um, th- this wasn't like a big fashion episode, but she's still like consistently like she's serving consistent looks. Favorite look from this episode for me is definitely the white at Tina's. I think that was very my favorite out, my very chic and very Jessica and mm-hmm. classic look. I'm a fan. Yeah, 
And even though we couldn't really see it, you know she was wearing, I'm sure she was wearing denim bell bottoms and heels with it. Well, it's Jessica, of course. It's her uniform, you know? <laughs> so, Michael, we have made it to the end of the episode. Now we are going to rate the episode. As you probably have heard, we don't rate it out of stars, like three out of four stars or whatever. We rate it in other things related to the episode. So if you were watching the first episode, you could say four out of five cans of chicken of the sea or, you know, something like that. Yes. So we do out of five. What would you rate this episode and why? Okay, we're going to take account everything about this episode from the fact that there's just dogs everywhere. So that's just a positive. <laughs> that's already a point right there. Yes. Nothing even had to happen. There's dogs in this episode, so we love it. Right. We love hearing Jessica's voice. We love hearing her sing. And we got to hear her do the national anthem here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We love a moment where she's in the kitchen. I will say that in terms of newlyweds episodes, I do think that they're it's it's in the middle for me. So I'm gonna give it three and a half Louis Vuitton heels out of five. Yes. Because it was entertaining. And it was good. It was just uh, some parts, like like we said, like who makes a sandwich with mold and doesn't realize it? <laughs> Come on. So three and a half Louis shoes. Yes, I was actually going to say the same thing. Um, I was going to bump it up to four just because of all the aspects that you're saying. At the same time, you're right. It is in the middle. I feel like giving it four out of five would be taking away from some of the other like truly amazing episodes. That's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give it 3.5 out of 5 dream dogs. Ooh. <laughs> That's a good one. Yes. You have me wanting a husky, Nick Lachey. I mean, listen, I feel like with huskies, you just have to look at one and you want one. But yes, he really does. And seeing that beautiful connection. Th- that was the, the best part of the episode was everything having to do with the dogs. The other things seemed a little bit like, let's just put this in there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But we love we love a puppy episode i would have loved uh, if we had seen her get a dog in this episode but i obviously know just from knowing that she got the dog on her birthday so that's fine but that would have made this episode the fourth that would have made it four louis heels i find yes i agree totally so thank you michael so much this has been amazing i love talking to you you're a hundred percent you have to come back i'm not even asking i'm telling you, you i need will to come back. i'll be back <laughs> any way you'll have me this is anywhere where i can talk about pop music and legends for three hours and feels like five seconds like Please, I'll be there in a heartbeat. <laughs> I can never believe this because, like, I'm I I've been really busy and I'm getting like really tired these days, and I'm like, oh my god, I, I'm not gonna do enough. Like, cause I always we almost always re- end up talking for like three hours, two and a half at the at the least, and then I like edit it down. <laughs> right. I, I'm always like, it's not gonna be that long today because I'm really tired, and it just it goes by in a flash because it's just we have this bond, you know. And it's just fun to talk about, and it's fun to talk about with people who understand. Coming from me, somebody who I am the only one in my friend group who really is into this type of stuff it always feels like not that i'm talking to a wall but i'm always feel like i'm educating somebody whereas because they don't have anything to come back to challenge me whereas when i'm talking to somebody who knows about these things it's it's a back and forth that i can't have usually and that's why it feels like a, a roller coaster just goes in two seconds and i could literally do it if i'm the most tired thing in the world I'll get that second win because I'm thinking of <laughs> Jessica, I want to love you forever right now. Okay, we need to talk about all the layers of this song. Like I could go on. <laughs> oh my God. Absolutely. Yes. It just gives me energy. Like you power us up, Jessica and Ashley. And Ashley, I, I 
I have to say this. Like, I've been talking a lot about my love for Jessica. I love Ashley. Jessica just is my first out of the two. That's why it's a little bit deeper there. Right. I feel like everybody feels that way. It's like everybody has their girl. Everyone says that. They're like, I love this one. Yes. But this one's my favorite. You know, it's, yeah. no one's like, oh, I don't really care about the other one. Exactly. Both legends, both queens who need to get their flowers now. <laughs> oh, please. Yes, they deserve a thousand bouquets of flowers. And hopefully that's that's all coming. Yeah. So it's going to be a bright future for the Simpsons. God willing. Yes. Thank you again so much, Michael. And I will be back with all of you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll see you next time. Bye. Bye, you guys. Thank you for listening to the Ashley and Jessicast. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. And tell all your friends who are just obsessed with Jessica's underrated album, Do You Know? We want to hear from them. Follow us on Instagram at Ashley and Jessicast, on Twitter at Ashley Jessicast, and send us an email. We want to hear your thoughts on the show, Ashley and Jessicast at gmail.com. 